And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester at midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it to the net. Louth are in front. And here it is. Now the All-Ireland champions for the third time. Welcome to the Loud and Dairy Talking Points podcast. I am still on my way home from Derry. Um, I have just dropped off Colm Corrigan. If those of you have been reading or seen on the blog this week um, on Facebook, I put up a post that eight years ago I was listening to Colm Corrigan doing the, the blog and listening to the game last time I played Derry at Celtic Park in 2012. And then eight years later, um, I am giving Colm a lift down the road. So it just shows how things change. If you're doing something you love and you're really interested and passionate about and want to f- want to pursue it, you can. And just had the piece on that game, and we got a draw that day. And I thought we were going to get a draw today. Um, I'm actually driving by the site of the proposed, the new proposed stadium in the dock. So that, that tells you where we are coming from. There's a little bit of the. <laughs> I'm giving you the past, the present and the future on Loud and Proud here today. But about the, the present, uh, well I suppose the present past now at this stage, the the two ten to one nine defeat to Derry. Um a frustrating day, an annoying day. I think actually that's what Wayne says straight off the bat. But on top of that, I suppose I could set the scene. It's uh, it was a nice drive down, it was about two hours maybe a little over two hours and you get to the ground and it's just before it is the Brandywell the new kind of new setup for Derry City football team and then Celtic Park lovely compact ground really nice uh, stand terracing uh, brand new uh, press press box whole big two story building and the whole lot um, but you're right, we arrived in shortly after one o'clock to the news that there was a pitch inspection just taking place and you see all the, the referee and the officials and the ground staff with the wheelbarrow in the middle of the pitch on the pitch before the game lashing out a load of sand the uh, you could ju- you could just tell um, from looking at the pitch it was boggy and marshy and word got round that uh, the reason why the game was played there not Old Beg as it was originally fixed was um uh, Rory Gallo wanted it in Celtic Park and I suppose he got he got what he wished for pushed it 
got the venue there and it probably swung it in their favour. They're more used to playing the home venue and Laird would have actually come. A lot of the Laird players would have played in Old Beg in their qualifier game a couple of years ago where they give a good account of themselves under Colin Kelly. Um, but you could just see the pitch. Like I know the, the pitch is just really heavy. Really, really heavy. Before the game, Liam Keller was throwing a ball in the air and it was just plodding. Absolutely no bounce in it right down the centre, the right down the centre of the pitch, uh, and a really really bad area on the right, it's in the left half back position, um, shooting into the uh, the road end, not the Brandywell end, and you can just see really on the four is going to be a slog fest, and you knew going down to it that Derry were going to be very pragmatic, very defensive. With um, under their new manager in the first season, Rory Gallagher was trying to bed a few things in place in his first season and then you're met with the news as well the Loud team was very much changed <laughs> nearly half the team was changed it was uh, seven changes in personnel from f- 15 that started the last a few forced obviously Sam Roy didn't uh, he was suspended during the week and he tried to appeal it for his red card against Offaly for the shoving uh, it wasn't really a strike it was a shove on uh, the centre back number six for uh, Offaly didn't get it off uh, I think it was a Thursday night appeal in Crow Park didn't get off it unfortunately Um, could have done with him today it was such a pity James Calliff was injured Um, Emma Carlin didn't play Um, Liam Jackson didn't play with concussion so much big big changes seven changes in the team and I suppose you're welcoming back a lot of lads from injury as well they probably would have started as well so I'll give you the team Craig Lynch kept his place uh, right full was Fergal Donahue full back there Campbell left half was the returning James Craven um, right half the, the two wing backs uh, from the jocks Owen Callaghan right half John Clutterbuck left half centre half was Bevan Duffy instead of Carlin in the middle of the field, Connor Early came in for the injured James Calliff. And alongside him was Tommy Dornan. Right half forward, uh, Jerry Garland came in for Jackson. Kieran Downey came out to the 40. Um, and on the left wing was Colin McKeever instead of Paul Matthews. Who could have been playing with the Horrors. I'll have to check that out. They were also beaten today. They were beaten 119 to 118 to uh, Armagh in the Lely Grounds the last minute. Deep into minute, five minutes into your time again, conscientious sideline ball looked to be louds, given a bit of an argument over free into uh, Armand. They won it 119 to 118. Cruel, cruel day all round. And then in the corner, uh, the two corner men were uh, Decky Bourne after last week's good showing, and then the other corner's Ryan Bourne's, and full forward was uh, Connor Grimes. And we started off really, really, really poorly. Really poorly. Maybe it was the, the, all the changes coming in. Maybe it was Derry just having that home advantage and using it to their utmost. Maybe they were getting a, a start like the English rugby team got a start. But they just exploded into the game. And really came out of the traps. Um, Calling forward, Benny Heron got two points. And then the main man, the top scorer in the division... Shane McGuigan, he opened his account as well with a free and a nice point from play. And they went 1-4 to a point up. The goal, it was Danny Tallon caught the ball over Craven, tor- caught and torn in the same motion. Ran in on goal. Nothing Darren Campbell could do but, but go for Heron. 
he could have backed off or backed off Talon but he would have probably put it in the net himself he charged in with, with Lynch and he flicked it across to Shane McGuigan to palm to the net and we responded Decky kicked two ferocious frees with the wind at his back from long range probably 60 metres out, out of his hands really good strikes and then we came back into it Bones you got two points then we got a goal we pressurised their goalie coming out with the ball Bones he played it along the ground and Decky palmed it in Oh, not, not palmed in soccer styled it in the soccer goal would have been fit for the Brandywell beside it just yeah pressurised the goalie over the lynch flick click to the cross and all of a sudden we're 1-4 one four, four, one four a piece draw match thought jeez this is great and we're playing good stuff we were keeping the ball very well Fergal Donahue was getting up the field James Craven was getting up the field they were using it quite wisely um, Conor Early was putting himself about uh, Bevan was more suited with the face in the play it's at the half and Kieran then he was used to playing on the 40 so a bit more balance to the team and they looked like and Wayne would have said it that they were getting used to playing that sort of uh, defensive structure and because Derry played 14 men behind the ball they left uh, McGuigan up, up front in his own at times they would attack with pace and, but they weren't giving them that chance to attack Mark Connor already given one ball away or Bevan got done for over carrying but we were right in the game and then like that was after they got the goal to go six seven minutes they had all the scoring done and then we went I think the whole game the scoring rate went really down and they got um, they, they took the lead we had a chance to get the lead through uh, Decky Free but he missed it and uh, we got we got the lead McGuigan classy player it must be said really good player got two scores either side of a Bevan Duffy got a, went up the field and kicked a great point from long range that left them leading 1-6 to 1-5 a half time and uh, we were right in the game the pitch wasn't really having that much of an effect it was clogging up anyway it was slow as pedestrian the, the scoring rate went right down the end of the second half but they were right in the game and you kind of knew the way Derry set up that they're going to leave you in the game they, they, they're not they're, they're not going to blow you off the field although they did but they allowed us to come back into it allowed to set, the, set themselves up to get back into it Bournsy looked very lively inside and uh, Colin McKeever was getting through an awful lot of work as well so we started the second half and it was the start of a domination we dominated possession for the second half we went to the lead for the first time in the 40 minutes Bournsy clipped over two lovely frees to put us 1-7-1-6 ahead and then we didn't score for half an hour. We didn't score for half an hour. We walked the ball across. We we, we were we weren't laboured. We're just any time we put angles on the ball or try to get break the line, we cough the ball up or we work ourselves. We over carrying. But in fairness, Derry were good at that. They're good at setting the traps and they were patient. They held. They stayed in the game. McGuigan again levelled and. Despite yeah, I think despite we were we were uh, we were we had a man up. They they had a black card for the centre half, Mark McGrogan, and they still got a point. They went ahead through Shay Downey, the wing back. He'd be a nephew of uh, Henry Downey's and Seamus Downey, one of all those classy down players from the nineties. He'd be a connection there, but uh, yeah, they, that kind of propelled them into it, like. Having defended so stoutly and loud, not score, not score despite having the domination, kind of broke his spirits a little bit. Derry knew that, and they powered on. 
they brought on good subs. They got uh, they got a goal, fortunate goal, a counter attack, long high ball, and just working kind of. And your man Doherty, Neil Doherty, I think he tore from Australia. It could be an Australian rules recruit. And they just they got that goal, and then we got a couple of frees at the end. But in from Bournsey, uh, got two frees to finish the score. McGuigan got the last score for them. Craig Lynch makes a save at the end as well. Got very scrappy at the end. After their black card, we didn't make hay when they went down to 14 men. We got uh, Jeremy McSorley made a return. The Gales man made a return, uh, which is great to see. But he got picked up a yellow card straight away in that McGrogan incident. They picked up another yellow shortly after it. And then there, Brendan Rogers got yellow card as well, their full back. And then the other one from Loud. James Craven, the other one, uh, the, the cornerback also returning, got a, a second yellow. So we, we end up with 13 men again. Um, but it was unfortunate. We 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 should have we should have we just couldn't work the ball. We should have um, got something out of the game because we deserved it. We 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 worked hard. We played good football. We um, we just couldn't get couldn't kick the points over the bar. We couldn't get Burns in, in the right spots. And we tried, we worked very hard, we we showed we could mix it, it's coming together the team, but uh, unfortunately it was just too little too late and uh, bloody tough loss going down the road to Derry, they march on, Leitrim are still there with us on three points, no two, uh, one point. Tipperary at three points, so we can still overtake them mathematically. Um, but uh, we all we caught up with Wayne, and you'll hear his frustration straight away. Loud manager Wayne uh, for a long stage in that game. It looks as if you were going to get something out of it, but uh, ultimately, unfortunately, coming up short. Yeah, we came up short again, which is very frustrating, very annoying. Um, game just played for periods. Rather than the whole, the whole seventy minute plus minutes, like we conceding one four in the first period, uh, in the first half was really, really come back to bite us because in, in the second half I thought we played well. Like um, they didn't score with the breeze for seventy or eighteen minutes, so I thought that was very encouraging. I did think we were sort of give ourselves a platform at the start of the second half to get something out of it, but then uh, it was very difficult to break them down when they get ahead, and you know when they did get a point ahead, you know we were chasing and. You know, we can see the poor goal at the end, which killed her. The glaring statistic, I suppose, in that second half was you went over half an hour without a score and didn't create anything really, despite a lot of good possession around that middle toward. You just couldn't break them down. Exactly right, and it's it's very. We knew it was going to be very difficult to break them down today, um, and we didn't, you know, do it often and often. I think we only scored four points in the second half, so um, it's it's very difficult, and we just weren't up to to, to breaking them down as as, as we'd hoped. Mm. Obviously, you gave them that head start. You were six points down, but uh, obviously the Declan Bourne goal then gave you uh, new life. He did, yeah. We sort of settled us down. Like uh, I'm not sure why we were you know starting off really poorly like that. Like we conceded early last week as well. Um, you know, so against the wind as well. So uh, yeah, it's 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 it really was the, the story of the game because if, if we had been you know a couple of points ahead at half time, um, you know we our performance was good enough in the second half to get something out of it but 
the fact that we gave them that one four, one three start, whatever it was, uh, made it really difficult. But there was a good attitude, good application by the players throughout. And, and for the remainder of that first half, you kicked some excellent long range points. You you used the win to good advantage. So you would have been happy from that aspect. Yeah, well, after the initial period where we conceded th- th- those scores, we did well. You know, we did. We showed patience on our play, and as you say, we got some long range. We got lucky with a goal. We took that. And um, we did create some good chances again against in a difficult situation, difficult team to play against in terms of our numbers to get back. So yeah, going a point in, going in a point down at half time, it was okay. And then as I said, as we started the second half, you know we turned over four or five attacks straight away. And I says this is you know we've a platform here to go on and do well, but it's very very difficult to score against the win plus 15 players um, and we just didn't do that well enough Yeah, but you must have been optimistic at the same time when Ryan Bournes kicked the points he got, psychologically it was a huge lift to get the lead then for the first time yeah exactly we were in a good position and as we were turning over their attacks they were getting nothing easy and then you know I'm not sure exactly how um, it turned then you know maybe they got a few decisions or we certainly the goal they got late on was poor from us Um from our point of view, just a long kick in, and we two players went for the same ball, and that really killed the game. Give us no chance, really, of getting them, um, you know, getting level or getting a score. But um, I thought there was one decision went. Maybe we could have got a free in late in the game when James Craven burst through, but we didn't get it. And you know, as I said, we can see that goal, and that was it. And once again today, a bit of controversy with uh, cards. Players obviously been sent off. Jared McSorley looked to have been a bit harshly done by. Do you think? Well, we we feel so, but we felt that way last week as well with Sam. So you know, it doesn't really. It's no consolation the fact that they were a little bit harsh. Um, I thought you know they showed a lot of cynical play today, and it's something. You know if. It's it's a question of if you can't beat them, join them. We have to get more streetways. We have to lose the naive naivety. So um, yeah, it's it's look something we'll have to look at. You spoke after the Offaly game last week, Wayne. We were looking ahead to this one that this was really the the make or break match that you needed to get a win out of it. You, you have it now. You have three matches left, Wayne. It's it is going to be very very difficult now to try and get the the necessary points. It is. There's no doubt about it. There's no getting away from that. Um, we have a home game next week against Leitrim. I think they are towards the foot of the table with ourselves, so that's obviously very important. Um, but the last two, um, away to Cork and home to Down, are really tough games. But look, all we can do is try and get two points next week. We can't get six points now. There's six points available, okay, but we just have to try and recover and you know put in a performance next week. Um, it's it's just very frustrating the fact that we're, we're playing for patches and we're doing quite well. Not not unbelievable, but certainly not terrible and uh, we're getting nothing out of the game so we just have to stick together and see what we what we can do next week against Leitrim You still think it's achievable if you get two points next week that you can somehow you know, pull it from the fire? We can't give up it is achievable, it's mathematically possible that we can you know, stay in the division so until that's, uh, no, that's not the case we won't be giving up and the boys won't give up either, you mentioned their work rate and their, you know, their, their um, their intensity and you know they never give up and you know their attitude is excellent. I have to say it's just the question of you know we we have to get we just have to get back that we more streetways. In terms of your playing personnel, you had a few players coming back. James Craven returning today. You had Ryan Bournes obviously. Um, what's the word on James Califf and Casey Bourne not too far away either? No, neither of them should be too. They could be in contention next week. Um, it was great to get James and Bournesy back. You see Bournesy's scoring power there with free kicks alone. Never mind anything else. So. Um, yeah, and like Sam served his one game suspension. Casey's will be in full training. Um, you know those lads having a lot of training done. That's the thing. So 
you know, to get as much as we got out of them, um, it's really fair, fair play to them. It's a credit to them. Thanks, Wayne. No problem. There you have it from Wayne, uh, loud manager. He's uh, trying his damnedest there. He's, he feels like he's banging uh, his head off a brick wall. The way it's going. Um, so it's right, yeah, we get into it. Talking points. There's uh, probably about three. The first one would be the changes in the lineup. Um, Wayne said it there, he's happy enough with the second half performance. He thought they actually played well. And they did, they limited the boys to scores over. It wasn't 70, it was about a quarter of an hour. We went and got the next score. But the changes nearly worked. Like, they did work. They did. I feel like, bar obviously Sam to come back in. I think Loud have, that was probably Loud's best team. The best team Loud could get out the first time this year, four games in. Uh, we worked the ball very well, I thought. Um, Fergal Donahue and James Craven. Um, as cornerbacks, the way it was, the way Derry set up, they'd load to the ball in a suit. I think that's nearly why they were in instead of Dan Corcoran and uh, maybe and uh, Sharkey. Maybe Sharkey could have come in off the bench and, and used his Roman runs as well, like he, like his glide games. But uh, Craven was probably our best player. He got an awful lot of ball. He drove up the field very well in transition. Good on the solo run, and especially on his first start, uh, first even return to the squad this year. Um, I think we probably had better balance to our team. Uh, I thought Colin McKeever played very well. Connor Early really put his hand up as well, put in a serious shift. Um, Bevan, at, Bevan at centre half worked as well. He got some really got a really big hit just just in the second half. You thought the game was turning in our, completely in our favour. He uh, got a really big hit. Connor Early pumped up as well at that time to work very hard at that point and look like Loud were going to push on and win but yeah the changes I felt worked worked it just shows the how the impact the injuries had on us the likes of Bournes he comes in has a really dramatic impact on the team as well really good performance played really good stuff got out in front of his man won his own ball very good from free kicks lively all round just couldn't get enough of him on the ball so the changes worked um, it does Bowed a little bit of confidence going into Leitrim next week. Um, getting the team, getting that team out again. You could, you'd look to do well. You'd like some McSorley returning as well. Came off the bench. He'd be back again for the next day. Um, it just shows, yeah. Like maybe that's a factor as well. But for me, that's one of the talking points. The, the changes. They they actually worked. They got us into contention for for getting points on the board. Just wasn't to be. Um, second. Talking point. This is probably a general feel, like more so than a loud specific one. But there was nobody at the game, nobody from Derry. I know maybe it wouldn't be Celtic Park, wouldn't be really a Derry GA stronghold, but there was no one at the game. Uh, we commented on a Kevin Riley in the press box from the Democrat would have said barely 200 people there. We asked the lads Maliki from the Derry Post. Uh, Mal said, "Like that would have been, like it's nothing abnormal. Uh, it's not the, the standard of football or the, the division four or three this year. Just there was nobody going to the game, and people kind of, people kind of forget that the game is not, it's not all that well. Um, outside, you think in division one of football's brilliant. See the TG Car and RT, the highlights of Dublin, Donegal, Dublin, Kerry." 
Galway playing good football to roll up their money and go well but the football down down the ranks is just not being publicised it's not being on a national level it's not being publicised um, the football's not great you can see the lack of money being put into the preparation and teams is apparent you can see the hype around is apparent the playing the playing conditions like you know bother to play in Crow Park in lovely conditions and uh, you're playing in Celtic Park uh, on a Sunday afternoon in front of nobody it's very hard to get up for it on the pitch and bits um, speaking of pitches Loud will be playing in Dowdles Hill uh, later from Dowdles Hill next Sunday because Drogheda is that bad so so there you have it like that's that's one of the talking points the football is not good outside this elite top 8 even division 2 games aren't great you look at Armagh and Kildare and that they weren't great now Roscommon are a good side but the football is not great even at that level and they're probably putting money into the into the teams as well so that's a I know a wider range and talking point <laughs> sorry to go deep there but uh, yeah although they might think the GA is going well at top level at the bottom it's not and it's suffering and you can see it there in the hype and just the glamour of it is just not added to it and then your talk of like we're in the Ulster section of the tier 2 competition which still has to be named um, and we're probably more than likely playing an Ulster team if it'll be either down or Derry if we don't get up if they don't get up or maybe Fermanagh get relegated I don't think Calvin will get relegated now and you've Antrim down there as well so so that's it that's talking point number 2 Talking about number three is relegation. It was thought it was the R ward last week, but it's a full relegation alert now at this stage. It's really looming. It's hanging over us. We have a really like you'd be a brave man to say loud will get something in Cork. We uh, we should pick up a win next week because Leitrim. I still think there's enough there to beat Leitrim. There definitely is. No, there really is. Uh, especially in Dowdles Hill, they would not have any idea of Dowdles Hill at all. And we should get a good performance. Maybe you could get a good crowd out there in Dundalk to cheer them on and give them a bit of backing like they did in Drogheda that day in the second half against Softly, where the crowd got behind them. But yeah, um, Down as well at home. If Down get promoted, they might put out a scrap team ahead of the league final. We'd be hoping that Down nearly do go up into those top two places. I said that last week. But even if you won today or got a point there today, it completely changes the complex. That's why it's so important to get a win or get points on the board because it just gives you that, that momentum, gives you that cushion. But it just wasn't to be. Um, and this team is really trying hard. Like Conor Grimes was busting a gut today, trying hard. He was everywhere, spilling balls, grabbing balls, trying to create, hassling Harry and Cole McKeever as well, young Jerry Garland as well, put in a shift for the first half then, young Murray comes in with the Gales as well, Connor early put himself about, um, the two the two jocks boys and wings back, Dermot Campbell, he did, really, it was a tough assignment on uh, McQuiggan, but he, he's one of the best players in the division, and Campbell stood up, he wasn't bad, he, he he wasn't really at fault for any of the scores, they worked very patiently, working off a screen on the loop, so there's definitely potential there in the team, there's still plenty of improvement in us, but I still think it's very hard, to, looking like very hard not to be playing Division 4 next year. Um, that's all uh, that's all the talking points just three this week very deep and depressing ones um, maybe, I, maybe I'll maybe i throw in a talking point number four wasn't it great to see uh, Bornsey back and Craven back 
playing stuff, playing good stuff, uh, expressing themselves, and uh, probably played the best football, the two boys. Uh, so that's the talk about number four. Yeah, end on a positive. Otherwise, um, it's jam packed, shielding cup action. Kevin Mullins shield action probably trying to get the last few rounds of those games on and there'll be semi-finals and played competitions on the goal as well in the build up to all through March or in the build up to the leagues in uh, April the League All About It show will be back on Facebook as well hopefully um, what else is there yeah louder being in the hor- the hurling um, but that's it thanks very much to you for listening to the podcast once again Um just wasn't to be although I enjoyed the, the trip up it just it's a significant journey eight years on for myself personally but just so if you have anything out there and you want to do it badly enough just keep going don't forget to follow on Facebook on Twitter on SoundCloud loud and proud on SoundCloud Twitter iTunes Instagram and the whole lot thanks very much and I'll chat to you next Sunday again from Dowdles Hill